to Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Rivers of Living Water is here to turn our thirsty world into a Garden of Eden, freely pouring out the Word of God to our desolate world. Now, here's your host, Howard Eugene Wright. Welcome for coming to our show today. We're going to be talking about making decisions, making good decisions, how to make those decisions. You know, as uh, human beings, we do have the ability to make choices. A lot of uh, animals and things like that, they have instincts. They just go on instincts. But we're not that way. We can make choices in what we do and how we think and so on and so forth. So we want to make the right choices because the better choices that we make, the better our life is going to be and and the more we're going to be able to help other people and do the things that is going to be a help to us. We won't be in situations that we wished we hadn't have been in and things like this. And I just want to welcome all of you that are here maybe for the first time and and thank you who have uh, been joining us right along. We're, we have uh, several people that are listening to our program and we really appreciate that. And so we trust that what we have to say today is going to be a help and an encouragement to you. We're, uh, we will be opening up our line later on so that you can call in and perhaps tell an experience that you had with a decision you made that either a good one or a bad one, and uh, if it's a bad one, tell how that uh, you worked through it or something like that. And maybe in doing that, you'll be able to help someone else that's having a similar problem. You know, we all have times we make uh, decisions that we wish we hadn't made, and sometimes we make some good ones and we feel real bad, real good about that. So, uh, it's up to us to make the decision. We can't blame someone else and say, well, the devil made me do it or, uh, it's the society I live in or something like that. No, we make the decision. We have that ability to decide what we're going to do and what we're not going to do. If we make the wrong decision, then it comes out with sometimes some pretty bad consequences. But we can make the decision, but the consequence is something else. The Bible tells us that we reap what we sow. So if we make the wrong decision and we sow things that are destructive, then they're going to come back on us one way or another. So we want to make good decisions that will uh, help us to live a high life. Some people, you know, choose the low road. Some choose the high. But we want to choose the high life. The Bible refers to the Christian life, the life that it, we're living for the Lord. It refers to it as the highway of holiness. And so we want the highway. We don't want the low way. If you're in the low way today, I want to encourage you and tell you that regardless of how many bad decisions you might have made, those decisions can be put behind you. 
and you can start making good decisions and uh, turn your life around, regardless of how bad it may seem today. Sometimes it's not bad decisions you make that that cause difficulty either. It might be your health. It might be uh, someone else's bad decisions that they have made. And and also it depends on your age and and your situation in life. And um, some of us were born rich. Some of us were born poor. Some was born on one side of the track and someone else was born on the other side of the track. Uh, those times things we can't change, but we can take what we have and make the best of it. And when we're really serving the Lord and doing what God wants us to do, the Bible also tells us that all things work together for good to those that love the Lord. So we can have the kind of decisions that is going to make the very best for us in the particular place that we're in. We can't sit around and daydream about what we would like to have we have to take the steps to make the best out of what we do have. And then things can get better if we keep working on it. So what should we do as far as making decisions are concerned? Um, we need to think about just how do we make good decisions. And so how are these done? First of all, I think we need to set up some priorities. What do we consider the most important in our lives? And how do we determine priorities? How do we determine what's going to be the best and second best or whatever? The, I think the way we need to do that is to ask, how long am I going to have to live with this decision? For, is it going to be for eternity even? Now, some decisions we make could determine where we're going to spend eternity. If we decide to serve God and love Him and, and do His will and, and let Him have His way with us, then we've made a decision that's, that's going to take us into an eternal bliss. And it's going to make life a lot easier for us here on this earth. But if we decide we're not going to serve God and we're just going to do everything that God tells us not to do, then we're going to find out that life is going to be hard. It's going to get more difficult by the moment because the Bible also tells us that the way of the transgressor is hard. The transgressor is the one that decides they're going to do it God, their way rather than God's way. So uh, priorities. How long? Are we going to have to be with the decision that we make? Some decisions we make, we can change. Some of them are very hard to change. If we make a decision where we make a promise, it's very hard sometimes to change that decision. So we need to ask ourselves the question, how long are we going to be there? Then how much energy are we going to have to spend with this decision? in the responsibility that we have put upon ourselves by making that particular decision. How much time and effort and and uh, things like this are we going to have to make? And this determines on how much time we have. 
we only, all of us only have 24 hours in a day. So we all have the same amount of time. But how we fill in those times is determined by the decision that we make. If we make a decision that takes up a lot of time, then we're going to have to ask ourselves, is this really what I want to do? Is this what I want to spend my time with? If we make a decision that has a responsibility, then we need to keep that responsibility as honest people. If we say we're going to do something, then we most certainly should be doing it, shouldn't we? So ask yourself just how much energy do I need to put into this? And then what kind of a relationship is this going to bring me into? Is this going to bring me into a good relationship or a bad relationship? Is this going to help me to make uh, decisions that, you know, one decision follows another one? So is this decision that I make, is this going to be a decision that's going to carry me uh, into a, a better life, or is this going to drag me down? Like, for example, if you decide that you're going to live with the wrong crowd, the crowd that drags you down, then one thing is going to follow the other. And so what is this decision going to do for you, or what is it going to do against you? So you need to be asking questions like that as well. So as you make those kind of uh, what we call value judgments, we have to ask ourselves, what kind of value do we want to live with? What kind of uh, life do I want to live? And the decision that you make today will determine what kind of life you may be living tomorrow or even five minutes from there. So decisions are very important, and we have to think about what we're going to be doing. We can't just rush into things. We can't say, well, I'm just going to do this because I feel like it. It may feel good today and not feel good so, so good tomorrow. So we can't do things just because we feel like that that's the thing we need to do now. Okay, think about that for a while. We're, we're upon our break again. We'll be back uh, shortly. So this is Howard Eugene Wright, and you're listening to Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Now, more Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com with your host, Howard Wright. Thank you for coming back with us. We're glad to have you. Um, we trust that everything is going fine now. Um, seems like we have technical difficulties from time to time, but... That's just part of it, isn't it? And when we have problems like this, we can, you know, decide to kind of throw our hands up or we can just take it with the flow, so to speak. And there are things that regardless of how many good decisions we make, then we do have times when it seems like that everything's going wrong. But that's just the way life is, isn't it? Sometimes things do just, they don't work the way we want them to. 
And regardless of what kind of a good decision we make, we always have other people around us that are working one way or another and things like this. And so we we just kind of have to uh, make the decision that we feel like that God wants us to make and, and uh, what we consider to be the best with the Lord's help. We always uh, can make a better decision if we if we uh, do it with the Lord's help. And so uh, we noticed uh, that we were talking about decisions that we make and decisions, and we were talking about how that we have to think about uh, priorities, how much time are we going to be spending with this, and and uh, how much energy are we going to have to give to it, and, and things like this. And then we were talking about uh, older people, um, sometimes don't think too clearly and things like that. And, and so we need to be careful with the decisions that we make. Uh, there are those people who would like to draw us into what they want us to do. They like to manipulate us. They like to uh, kind of control us, you know. And, and we have that all around us. And uh, we might feel intimidated. Never make a decision on the basis of being intimidated. Even if it seems like this is something you just got to do now, and that's another thing. If if it feels like that, oh, I've just got to do this now. I just can't. I just can't let this go for another second. You need to look back and see what it is that that's being told you. That, oh, you just got to do this now. So there are these kind of things that that come our way that that would make us feel like, well, this decision we just. We can't put it off. We just got to do it now. Now, there are decisions that it's best to do them now, but make good and sure that it's a good decision that you're making before you jump into it. Because you might jump into it even feeling like this is a good thing. This is the greatest thing that's going to ever happen to me. And you jump into it and you wonder, why did it ever fall for a thing like that? You know, haven't you been there? I I've been there. I think everyone has had any life at all have been there, and probably more times we'd like to admit sometimes. But I I do want to open the phone lines up, and so that you can call in and share with us about one of these uh, decisions maybe that you made, or or maybe you have a decision that you're thinking about and you would like to uh, talk about it with me or whatever. But whatever you want to do as far as this is concerned, the number that you can call is 888-463-6748. And uh, so feel free to call. We uh, want this to be more than just me sitting here and talking to you. You might like for me to talk to you, and, and I enjoy talking to you, but... Uh, Go right ahead and call, and let's. You can be perhaps the first one to call. There's not been anyone calling on the talk shows, and and so be the first one. I and just call and and talk, and we'll talk about what it, uh, decision or whatever you want to talk about on that particular subject today. But there there are. Uh, Really, uh, you never make a wrong decision when you decide to do things God's way. 
that one you can always be assured of. And uh, taking the Bible as your guidebook and and learning the scriptures that apply to the different decisions that you'll make and and things like this, this can always be a, a big help to you. The Bible tells us that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord, and also the beginning of knowledge is the fear of the Lord. There are some things that, that uh, you know, don't work right, and then there are other things that do. And the Bible is kind of our guidebook that will help us to make those good decisions. It'll also show us some people who made some decisions that weren't so good. And so let me give you a couple examples of this particular situation. And uh, one of them was Adam and Eve. They were our first parent, you know, over in the third chapter of Genesis. We, we see the story and the serpent, which is representative of the devil, comes along and he says to Eve, do you have, you can't eat all the different fruits of the tree, can you? Or he didn't say it in those many words, but that's what he was saying. There's, uh, there must be something here that you can't eat. And Eve says, well, we can eat of all the fruit of the tree, the trees in the garden, but there's one that we can't eat. And that one, if we eat it, or if we even touch it, we'll surely die. Now, in the first place, God did not say, touch the tree and you will die. He only said, if you eat of the fruit of the tree, you will die. So it, the devil likes to make us think that what God tells us is unreasonable. And so that was the start of her downward fall when she went one step farther than what God said. We got to listen real careful to what God says and do it according to what he says and, and don't allow it to be stretched farther than what he really tells us to do. This is one thing we got to be very careful with, but Eve, you know, she didn't. And so then the, the serpent says, well, you're not going to die if you eat of that fruit. So he calls God a liar. Right there, Eve should have told him to get lost. But she kept listening. And then he, he said something else. He said, God knows that the moment you eat of that fruit, you're going to have wisdom just like God. And so uh, here Eve is. She's still standing there or sitting there, probably standing there, listening. And she takes a look at the fruit. It looks pretty good. And then she thinks a little bit and she says, it will make me wise. She listened to the lie of the devil. And what was the result? She reached out, took the fruit, touched it. Nothing happened to her. But then she ate it. And when she did, she died. You know, the Bible says while she was still breathing, she died uh, spiritually. The moment that she ate of that fruit, she died spiritually. She lost contact with God. 
It wasn't very long, and God came along, and and he says, Adam, where are you? Now, the Lord knew where Adam was at. Adam also took of the fruit. His Eve gave it to Adam, and Adam ate of it too, so they both ate of it. And so they, the Lord said, Adam, where are you at? Where are you? And Adam says, well, we were naked and we knew it and we hid ourselves. And the Lord said, well, how did you know you were naked? And he said, I ate of the fruit. That the woman that you uh, gave me gave it to me. Now, isn't that kind of pathetic? He said, the woman made me do it. And then uh, the Lord looks at the woman. He said, what did you do? And she said, the devil made me do it. The serpent made me do it. Well, the poor serpent didn't, <laughs> he didn't have any excuse. So the Lord didn't ask him. And the consequences of that decision, that one decision that they made, brought sin and darkness into our world that's been there ever since, right up to the present time. We have another instance of a bad decision of, of uh, Abraham. Abraham, the Lord kept telling him he was going to have a child, and that child was going to, to be a, a blessing to the world, and that he was going to be a blessing to the world. But here, Anna, here, um, Abraham is, he's, uh, 99 years old. Actually, he's 80 some years old at this time that I'm going to tell you about. But he's uh, probably about 84 years old. And his wife is, uh, 74. She's 10 years younger than him. And, and he's not had any children yet. And so, there's a servant girl around, and, and so the wife says, uh, why don't you just have some children from the servant girl, and you'll have a heritage that way. Abraham listened to his wife, and, and as a result of that situation, the Israelites have had been having trouble every since. So the decision that we make can also have some pretty bad effects for other people as well as ourselves in these two instances. But Jesus is an example of a person that makes the right decision. Jesus had fasted. He hadn't eaten anything for 40 days and 40 nights. There's not very many people that do that. So he was in a very weakened situation, wasn't he? And so we we see that uh, uh, he's in that predicament. And we're coming up on a break, and so we need to take a break. And so this is Howard Eugene Wright, and you're listening to Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Welcome back to Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Here's your host, Howard Eugene Wright. Thank you for staying with us. And I trust that what I'm saying to you will be a help to you. 
and we were just talking about a good decision, and in this decision, we're going to find out that it was Jesus, and Jesus had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. That means he didn't eat anything. He was in a desert place, and it was kind of a situation. Now, if you've read uh, John Melton, the it talks about paradise lost and paradise regained. Paradise lost was when Adam and Eve uh, disobeyed God, and paradise regained was when Jesus obeyed God. So we find Jesus in this weakened situation. He's hungry. He uh, wants, no doubt, some food. Jesus was perfect God, but he's also perfect man. He had the same difficulties we had. He would get tired. Uh, one time he was tired, and he uh, went to sleep in a boat, and and a storm came up, and he went right on sleeping. So he got tired, He and he got weary and things like that, just like we did. And But here he was in this weakened situation in the desert, and the devil comes along, and he says, If you are the Son of God, make these stones into bread. Now, Jesus could have done that. It wasn't an impossibility at all. He created the whole universe. So making those stones into bread was no problem at all. But he said uh, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You notice Jesus did not argue with the devil. If we attempt to argue with the devil, we'll be in real trouble. We'll probably lose the argument like Adam and Eve did. But he quoted scripture to him. The word of God is what will push back the devil when he tempts us. And all of us are tempted. It doesn't make any difference. Where we're at in life, we're tempted to make the wrong decisions. So uh, that wasn't enough for the devil. He thought he'd try again. So he takes Jesus up into a, a um, on the pinnacle of the church, of the uh, temple, the top of the temple, puts him up there, and he quotes scripture to him. He said, now... The Bible says that if you'll jump down from this uh, and your feet hit the ground, nothing's going to happen to you. That's kind of what he said. And God will bear you up. But what he did, he misquoted the scripture. And that's the reason why we've got to be careful when scripture is quoted to us to make sure that that scripture is according to what the Bible says. Because the devil likes to take a good scripture and turn it into something that's not so good. But did Jesus tell him that? Did Jesus say, you misquoted that scripture and begin to tell him why? No, he said, the Bible says that you should not tempt the Lord your God. So again, he uses the Bible, and the devil's defeated. So then he goes again, 
And he says, uh, he tries one more time. He takes him up on a high mountain, shows him all the kingdoms, and he said, all this has been given to me. If you'll bow down and worship me, I'll, I'll just give you all of this. Well, the truth of the matter is, it doesn't all belong to the devil to start with. God owns everything, and he didn't give it to the devil. But anyway, Jesus didn't tell him that. He said, the Bible says, God is the only one you serve. God is the only one you worship. And so the devil was defeated again. Then the Lord sent angels to minister to Jesus. Probably gave him a good meal and a number of other things. But many times we're, we're tempted to do this thing or that thing. Uh, one thing the devil likes to do is to tell you that you're an exception. That, yeah, the Bible said that about other people, and but the Lord's got something else for you. You're an exception to all of that. Have you ever had that happen to you? The devil likes to do things like that. He likes to make you think, well, you're kind of special, and, and God doesn't, uh, he's not, that law doesn't apply to you. That thing doesn't apply to you that God's telling us to do. But the truth of the matter is, when God makes a, a command, that's it. And God is no respecter of persons. What he demands of one of us, he demands of all of us. So if you have that happen to you, and you have this little voice that says, well, God made it an exception for you, that, yeah, that's what the Bible says, but it's okay for you to do it. And he might even put on that, and I had an instance like this, so I know what I'm talking about on this one. He might say, well, God's doing this so that you can get through this situation. And, well, I found out later, I, you know, I fell for that. And it's easy to do that kind of thing. Found out later there was a big lie. And immediately the Lord took me out of that. But... Sometimes the Lord will allow us to make those kind of decisions to kind of learn something, too. And I learned that God really is no respecter person. And when God says something, he's not going to make an exception for me or you. Uh, it's thus says the Lord, and and uh, God doesn't change his mind in the middle of the stream and those kind of things. So we can be assured that what we find in the Bible is true. And the examples that we find in the Bible are for our help and for our benefit. And so the Bible has a lot of things, a lot of, of uh, illustrations, live illustrations of people who have made good decisions, people who have made bad decisions. And even the best of us can make some decisions that are less than perfect. So don't ever think that you have reached the point where uh, you'll never make a bad decision that you've gotten to the state of God's grace that you're so perfect and you're so holy that you're just uh, free from any of those kind of things that might come your way. The Bible tells us that Jesus was even tempted in all points the same way we are, but he was without sin. 
So temptation is not a sin. Temptation becomes a sin when we yield to it, when we decide to do that thing that we're tempted to do, that maybe down in our heart we know is not right, but we do it anyway. And that starts our downward fall. We always need to be very careful to make the decision that's going to line up with what God tells us to do. The only way you can know that is to study God's Word and to make up your mind that you're going to serve God and love Him and uh, be a blessing to Him. Do you have something you'd like to share with our audience today? We do have a number of people that listen to this program, and and if you have uh, something you would like to share, I'd, I'd like to just give you a, a opportunity to do that. So the number is 888-463-6748. And that number again, 888-463-6748. And uh, call in and share with us maybe a decision that you're thinking about making. Another thing I might uh, tell you is that if this is a life-changing decision and you're in a, a stress kind of a situation, it might be a good idea for you to find someone that you have a lot of confidence in and talk to them about that particular decision and maybe they can help you to make a better decision. The Bible also tells us that there's safety in the midst of counselors. So find a good counselor that can maybe counsel you on that particular thing that you're thinking about, that decision that you have to make or you feel you have to make. You don't have to make all decisions. Some dis- things that come your way, you can just pass them by and not make any decision on them at all. And But some of them, it's best to make some kind of decision. We can't straddle the fence on everything, as they used to say. That is, we can't have one foot in one place and one foot in another. We have to make a choice as to which one of those things we're going to do. But not everything that comes your way do you have to decide right away on either. You can think a little bit about it. Now, if a, if you're standing in the middle of the road and you see a car bearing down upon you, then it shouldn't take much of a decision for you to jump out of the way. But everything that comes your way is not a car barreling down upon you. And you've got to make a distinction between is this something that i got to do right away or is it not? The Bible does tell us that to seek the Lord while he may be found and call upon him while he is near. So if the Lord is talking to you about something and he's telling you to do it, then you're safe to do it. But also... Make sure that that that's coming to you is of the Lord. Because the Bible also tells us that the devil comes as an angel of light to deceive, and his ministers are the same. So again, it goes back to the, the Bible, doesn't it? That is our solid foundation that we can work from. And that gives people who have, have 
given God their lives and allowed him to be their Lord and Savior, that gives them an advantage. And we need all the advantage that we can get in this world. We, We need all the help that we can get. So don't feel like that it's belittling you to talk to someone else, counsel with someone else, especially if you're in a situation where you're in a stress situation. Jesus is an example of that, too. He was always in contact with his heavenly father. And so he he said, I came to do my father's will, not my own will. And when we take that attitude, Jesus is our example, you see. And so when we take that attitude that I've come here to do God's will, not my will, not someone that's against God. And then the other thing is, it's nice to be in a, a friendship, in a fellowship, in a church where God is being glorified and God's being lifted up and the Bible is being exhorted and things like that. That will also help you. So get all the help that you can because sometimes it's easier to make the wrong decision than it is to make the right decision. Okay, think about that for a while. We're, we're upon our break again. We'll be back uh, shortly. So this is Howard Eugene Wright, and you're listening to Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Let's get back to Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Here's your host, Howard Eugene Wright. Thank you for being with us right down to the end. This is our last segment for this Tuesday, and it's been a a blessing to me to be able to sit here and, and share with you just exactly how to make those decisions and give you an example that will help you. You know, we're not in this thing by ourselves. There are people all around us that are probably in worse situation than we are. I think about the tornado in Oklahoma and, and in Wichita this week and the devastation that was there. Now, uh, maybe you were part of that because I know that I'm talking to people that are in a large part of our country perhaps there there's a lot of you that are coming and joining me every week and i i appreciate that and you know we just need to realize that in making our decisions just like i told you at the first those decisions can affect other people and like for example if you're if you're married and you decide you're going to keep running with the crowd that you had before you were married, then your marriage will probably fall apart. Your children will not have the proper care that they should, and everything will kind of unravel, you know? And so we we just need to realize that when we're making these decisions, that we're not just making them for ourselves. First of all, we're making them for the glory of God. The Bible tells us that whether we eat or drink or whatever we do, We do it all to the glory of God. The Bible also tells us 
if we don't love those that we can see, then we don't love God whom we don't see. So in making these decisions that we've been talking about and trying to show you how to make the decision the best decision that you can make, you need to think that how is this going to affect my neighbor? How is this going to affect my companion, my uh, the one that I have promised that in sickness and health and in weakness or whatever comes our way that we're going to stay with we're going to love one another and we're going to stand by one another. How is that going to affect that companion of yours? How is that going to affect your children? How is that even going to accept your, uh, your nation or even today your world? And so in making a decision, it isn't just for you. We live in a society where it's, it's me and no more. It never works that way. When you make a decision, you're making a decision not only for yourself, but you're making a decision that's going to make it harder or easier for someone else. So in making these decisions, make up your mind that you're going to, first of all, make those decisions that's going to bring honor and glory to God because God is a wonderful uh, being. He's a spirit. We, You know, people say, well, why can't I see him? You can't see him because he's a spirit. And uh, But you can most certainly fellowship with him. You can have him as close to him as you want. We can have just as much of the presence of the Lord that we're willing to yield to. So that's the, the first thing. You can only be as good as your heart is good. The Bible tells us also that out of the abundance of our heart, we speak. So as we get our heart right, then we can make our decisions right that are not only going to affect us, but are going to affect those around us. And we may think that that uh, we can make that decision. It's not going to affect anyone else. It's my life, and I can do with it what I want to. How many times have you heard that? And it may be your life, and you may be able to do as much as you want to with it, and as often, and so on. So for you have that kind of power to do that, but are you really thinking about your neighbor? Are you thinking about your family? Are you thinking about your community? And are you even thinking about the person across the sea from you? So you need to, when you make these decisions, don't just think about if it's going to be better for you, because if it isn't better for other people, if it isn't bringing glory to God and things like this, then it probably won't be better for you either. It may appear to be. The Bible also tells us that there is a way that seems right to a person, but the end thereof are the ways of death and death and destruction. So if we go our own way, if we sow to the flesh, the Bible tells us, and that's the old carnal nature that the Bible talks about, then we're going to reap corruption. Not only are we going to reap it for ourselves, we're going to reap it for a lot of other people too. Life is not going to be pleasant for you or for others. But So think about how is this going to help me, but also how is this going to help the people that I love, the people that love me, the people that are depending on me. And 
it makes it a lot easier in making decisions if we start thinking beyond ourselves. I've heard the expression, a person that's wrapped up in their cells is wrapped up in a pretty small package. And that's the truth. We need to reach out to others. We need to touch their lives. We need to realize that we can be a help to others. And the experiences we have that have not been so good or maybe they've been good, we'll share those with others. And if you came through a hard time, share it with someone else. So maybe they're having a hard time. And they can see, well, if he made it or she made it, then I can make it too. So when you're making these decisions, think about that. Think about how is this going to affect those around me? How is this going to affect my relationship with God? How is this going to affect my relationship with my wife, with my children, with my friends, or even my enemies? Because the Bible also tells us that we're supposed to love our enemies. We're supposed to pray for those that despitefully use it. We're not supposed to be vindictive. We're not supposed to go out trying to find revenge. There's so many today that their decisions is, how can I find revenge? That person done something mean to me, I'll just pay them back. You never get to paying people back. It always backfires on you. And you don't want that to happen. So uh, don't have a vindictive spirit. Don't say, I'm going to pay that person back. The Lord tells us that vengeance is him. He will repay. God knows what the payment is. Sometimes we could pay them too much. Sometimes we could pay them not enough. But God knows what the payment needs to be. And God's judgment is always right. So just leave it in God's hand and let him take care of a bad situation that you might be in. And you might be surprised. I have saw this illustration. If you have a lemon, take that lemon and squeeze it. Squeeze the juice out of it. And then put some sweetness in it and make lemonade out of it. And the Bible does tell us that those that love him, love Jesus, love the Lord, that all things work together for good to those that are like that. And so if you're that kind of a person that feels like you have to take vengeance on everyone, you won't have very many friends to start out with. And we all need friends. And we all need to be friends. And those that are friendly are those that have the friend, those that are willing to forgive. One of the worst problems for disease in people's lives is resentment. If you resent, you know, you feel hurt. Some people, when they, they, they say, I feel hurt about that, they're really resenting it. And just admit that that's what it is. And don't allow yourself to take vengeance. Don't allow yourself to hold on to these things that people have done wrong to you and, and your whole life is colored by it. Let go of it. Forgive it. Forgive the person. Even tell them. Peter came up to Jesus one day and he said, How many times should I forgive my brother? Seven times? And Jesus said, No. Seventy times seven, 490. Now, if you start counting and you say, now you're on 
400. You've got 90 more to go. And well, now you, here you go. You're, you're on 450. You've, you've, you've got, uh, 49 to go and you keep on going. Well, you just reached, uh, 450 and I'm going to take vengeance on you. You never forgave that person to start with. And there's another thing about forgiveness. If you don't forgive others, Jesus said, God won't forgive you either. And so it's kind of a miserable life to decide that what you're going to do is just live and, and, uh, if anyone tries to cross you the wrong way, then, then you're going to just uh, jump on them. No, that's not the way to do it. Just be loving and kind. Uh, just reach out and, and touch your neighbors and touch your family and, and, uh, be willing to forgive and, and forget. Don't just keep bringing up things to people. You, uh, 20 years ago, you, you did this to me and now you're doing it today too. Don't think along that way. If you're going to make the right decisions, don't allow yourself to be colored by these kind of attitudes that are, that are in your life. Attitude does make a lot of difference in the decisions that we make. If we take a good attitude, we're going to come up with a lot better decisions. If we take a bad attitude, then those decisions are probably not going to be all that good. And then uh, stinking thinking always brings stinking results. Put it in and it comes out. Regardless of how hard we try to keep it in, it'll come out sooner or later. The best way is just to keep pure and clean in your mind. Don't allow garbage to come into your mind. If you allow garbage to come in, then garbage will go out. And these kind of things in our life, we've just got to, to be careful with. And if we're willing to uh, let God be God in our lives and and uh, love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, love our neighbor as ourselves, then those rivers of living water that we've been talking about, the fruit of the Spirit will flow out from us. And we'll be joyful and happy and peaceful and restful. And that's really what God wants for us. That's really what we need today. We just need to let go and let God have his wonderful way. You know, we've came to the end of our show, and hadn't it gone fast today? I'm Howard Wright, and you've been listening to Talk Zone uh, and Rivers of Living Water on Talk Zone. And... I trust that this has been a, a blessing to you, and, and we'll be discussing other things next week. So be sure and, and mark Tuesdays at 10 o'clock on your calendar and meet with us next week. May you have a blessed and wonderful week. May God just be with you in all your decisions and make good decisions and let God be God and let the people around you know that you love them and that they are uh, they're in your thoughts and in your prayers and whatever. Have a good and blessed day and we'll just say goodbye until next week. Mm-hmm.